Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, and I'm, I've lost my screen, but that's okay. I know you're there. And this is December 17th, the end of the year. The consciousness is beginning to lend itself towards that moment between the new moon that happened just a few days ago and the solstice ahead. I have here wonderful and I wish I could find my screen. I don't know what happened. Why did I lose you? any rate, because I don't have anything. Nate, I, yeah, thank you for that. Let me find our, why did I lose us? I don't understand it. This has never happened before. But you know what? We do have Mercury. Ah, there we are. Mercury retrograde. So maybe like the light. You know, we had eclipses. Light is an amazing factor. There's so much magic in this world that we hardly really understand, except we experience it. And it's very personal, but we have a community that helps us understand. And that's what this program will do. So without me saying any more, let's get to our presentation because I want to introduce this panel, which is Good Vibrations Panel. So Revealing the season's conscious theme, manifesting through the lens of vibrational frequencies for the spring and autumn equinox, Plus the winter and summer solstice, this is your Good Vibrations panel. Yes, we have here the three of us today, and you can see on this screen our websites. But Linda Berry, she holds a Bachelor of Psychology, a Master of Science in Social Work, and has a wonderful school that I and Rob are part of, School of the Astrology of Vibrational Energies, known as AVE. And Linda holds a Professional Astrology Certificate, PAC, in Vibrational Astrology. She received this from David Cochran, who's the founder of Vibrational Astrology. And Linda activates her role as an international consultant. She teaches these VA, as the acronym states, classes starting twice a year, January and June, and does research which and is an author of books that she collaborated with David. She has a free daily blog, we'll show that ahead, called the Vibrational Astrology Diary, that involves the Sabian symbols that many astrologers are using increasingly. She created Frequency Finder, which is a wonderful tool that augments David's serious sight. And as again, co-author of Vibrational Astrology, Interpreting Aspects, also an author of Awakening from a Deep Sleep, a spiritual book. So Astrological Depth is an older site, Trans-Neptunian Objects, which is a fascinating outer dwarf realm that I find very alive. So thank you very much, Linda. This is a great opportunity, and I appreciate it. So we also have Robert, or Rob J. Pistetti, 
And his website is Deep Earth Astrology. He's also very present on Instagram and Facebook and involved with lectures and classes of his own world. He's a professional consulting astrologer and the visionary behind Deep Earth Astrology. And he specializes in vibrational and psychological techniques and honed his craft under many mentors, Linda Berry, Sarah Furo, Margaret Gray, and Yvonne Tarnas. And you can email him at his deepearthastrology at gmail. He infuses in his practice a deep connection with nature, spirituality, which exactly is what our this panel is all about on the equinox and the solstices. He holds the title of the Grand Tenth Dragon of the Ancient Order of Druids in America and the Director of Magis Gathering in Gore, Virginia. And I trust my English understanding of language. Good. I said that right. Thank you. And next year, we're fast forwarding in 2025. Get ready. He will release Deep Earth Astrology Tarot, a divination tool, teaching aid, and it will integrate astrology, herbalism, and nature reverence. There's classes in 2024 that he's collaborating with, and all that is on his site. Thank you, Rob. I'm so glad to have you joining us. And Richard Smoot, who, yes, is recuperating, and we will see if he will continue on this great panel. And here's me. You can check it out, as you know, I'm post, and I do evolutionary, and I'm studying this great field of vibration and astrology. So, thank you, Nate, for having our music background. Astronomically, it's an event. It's We tilt on Earth at 23.44, and it goes into other little numerical. It's, it's always going to tilt. It's headed north. And as we orbit in a year around the sun, depending if you're on the northern hemisphere or the southern, there's a time at the solstices where Earth is the furthest away from the sun. In the northern hemisphere, that's right now coming up. It, meanwhile, of course, it's summer below. But in June, that will reverse. And what it means is that we experience this moment of the longest night and the shortest day, if that makes sense. And we have here what we know as the winter solstice. It's People have celebrated. The world is determined. Light is our founding father, mother, energy, the unifying factor. Go ahead and talk a little. Yeah, this is a really important time for um, the Druid community as a whole. I mean, we have a a natural connection to Stonehenge and... um, you know the, the 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 practice of ancient archaeoastronomy is, is is a big factor for us and and how we celebrate it and for us it's it's the return of the light it's the it's the time when you know the promise of light is returning after we've had the darkness coming through the through the through the harvest season and we kind of consider the time from the end of October to to the to the solstice is the time of no time it feels like everything is kind of on pause and on hold and as we get into the winter solstice we get that promise the days get longer every day the animals are certainly more active as the days get longer 
and you know just working our way through the through the wheel of the year great experience thank you because around the world there's celebrations and in china dongxi festival it illustrates the yin and yang the balance of harmony of light in iran yalda again the victory of light over dark people wake until the morning to celebrate the sun which is there on his birthday the hopis here on the continent of the north america the soyal they celebrate down in peru which we know is below the equator in june they celebrate the same they had sacrifices now it's a mock ceremony and if we go back into time the romans which is our Western heritage along from the Greeks and the Babylonians and before with the Celts and whatnot. They had Saturnalia for three days because the sun in a sense as it turns, that's what equinox means and solstice means sun stops. And it actually birthed the Christianity from the days of our consciousness into what is known. And so this is like the reversal of the light the roles in life always a manner of us taking the spirit into the form so with that we go into the music of the spheres perhaps linda you want to talk a little bit about this the music of the spheres is not really auditory what's special about it is it's energetic and vibrational and we experience it inside of ourselves just in the way our body and our system vibrates. This means that we feel our personal music and we have it described through the vibrational astrology chart. Oh, what a beautiful and now explanation of Pythagoras. He lived, as we know, before before Common Era, um, 570, and he passed perhaps 500 or 490, the roots of this. Because then, as we know more local time, as far as reference in history, Helsa, the futuristic electrical engineer, had a great quote, to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. This is the get-go of vibrational astrology, along with Max Heindel also an astrologer, a mystic, and Rosicrucian founder who said all things are in a state of vibration. And this is in the 1800s. So just to tie up my portion of this before we get into Linda's wonderful presentation, our panel, Good Vibrations panel, we connect at this, the seasonal points of, and now the winter solstice, which next will be the spring equinox, the core consciousness themes, because this is going to last as a consciousness vibration collectively on. And this is an illustration since 10,000 years ago, you could say that people were aware and conscious of our life down here in Turkey, Gobeki Tepe. Thank you. With that Oh, vibrational astrology, that's right. What are we? Evidence-based astrology, David Cochran brought this together and has a serious software that you can purchase that will show it. 
Linda created through her knowledge Frequency Finder, which is a greater tool that helps. And it's grouped patterns. It's not just one, but it's as a team. These planets are working resonance with each other and points. It expands our entire con comprehension of the world. This book, Vibrational Astrology, Interpreting Aspects. So you can look back on this screen. You get that through lulu.com, the publishing. And in a nutshell, without going through this, every of our nine, ten, the luminaries and the planets have an essential consciousness that they're sharing. And you can look at this as a key factor. And it might interest you to go ahead and proceed and learn a little bit about this. One of the things that I find fascinating about vibrational astrology is that we, we, we talk about how it's evidence-based and there's a lot of science involved and research. But when I am actually doing a vibrational reading for one of my clients, the spiritual connection is really what shines through. While mm -hmm. it is evidence-based, there is no lack of deep spirit and deep connection to, to understanding these, these, these fractal layers, which is really what they are mm -hmm. based on the natal chart. And, you know, we, we, we have that, we have that, that concept evidence-based astrology, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, at first glance, it might seem a little rigid, but it's, it, it is very enhancing and very wide as far as the soul connection. Okay. Beautiful. I think with that said, Nate, we can go into Linda's presentation and we'll come back to this later. Thanks. Okay. Let's see here. I am clicking on the, uh, I'm clicking on the um, presentation and it's not coming. Here for we our audience, we it, now do you, do you all do you all see it now? I don't know. Nate said you need to use the actual the link. When I click on the link, nothing happens. Nate, you can speak if you want and, and help guide Linda. Because this is the first time we're doing it this way. And the reason, folks, we're doing it this way is because there's wonderful symbols. And, you know, the world is changing fast. And StreamYard, as wonderful as it is, doesn't quite understand those symbols. We maybe will write to them and say, would you please do this? Okay. Those if they will. The picture of the PowerPoint. Okay, I'm at the PowerPoint. And abracadabra, we're okay. There we Yay. go. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the days are getting shorter and shorter in the northern hemisphere. At the, that's the arts at the winter sol. Let's see, up to the winter solstice. In the southern half of the world, the days are getting longer and longer up to what's really their summer solstice <laughs> and over the night of december 21st to 22nd this changes the days in the north start getting longer the days in the south start getting shorter the sun has reached the furthest point north and is changing directions so we move through for the, in the north, we move from the winter solstice to the spring equinox. In the south, we move from the summer solstice to the fall equinox. And for all of us, this is a time of shift. 
we are regrouping we are shifting we are opening up to a new potential to a new understanding of ourselves and our lives and our society so that's the same thing again the chart pattern strongly reinforces the potential for us to shift our understanding here on earth about what is important And there is a strong thread running through the winter solstice patterns this year that tells us that we need to open up to greater awareness of the underlying truths of life. We need to get clear about what is really essential and important and work from there, letting go of superficial impulses that won't even be remembered an hour after they're felt. Here is a solstice. And you can see the timing of it in several parts of the world, the eastern and western United States, and Hawaii. We definitely don't want to leave out Hawaii. That's a busy chart, Linda. It is. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, and here is the emphasis in the chart. This is an unusual chart because the sun and moon are trying that doesn't happen very often at um an equinox or a solstice and that really increases the significance of this pattern see how the sun down here on the bottom right is conjunct mercury mm, they're both trying the moon this focuses on the flow of feelings and the history of those feelings. Then over here to the left side, you'll see another blue box. That's Haumea. Haumea is one of Pluto's sisters. Haumea is one of the bodies out there that rotate beyond that have an orbit out beyond Neptune and it's kind of on the same level as Pluto and anybody who's an astrologer will tell you how important Pluto is we I don't think any of us would want to read a chart without Pluto and we have some other bodies and the one that's especially emphasized this winter solstice is Haumea which is about birth or rebirth often in abundance and i just think it's fascinating that how maya that's about birth and rebirth is the planet that is really active here at the winter solstice at the time when we see the rebirth of the sun linda Very can you talk a little yeah absolutely linda can you talk a little bit about the the difference between the delineation of Pluto and Haumea? Mm. Okay. Because it is rebirth and it is so powerful. Okay. And yeah. Haumea. Yeah. Haumea is rebirth, birth or rebirth. Pluto is more about deep programming inside of yourself, connecting into ancient patterns within you. Those patterns are um they can be cultural patterns they can be 
um, personal patterns for those who look at things that way. They can be patterns that are brought over from another life. Would you and, say that there's a connection to the collective unconscious there as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out, Rob. Um, that's kind of what we mean. Whether you buy rebirth, whether you buy incarnation, reincarnation or not, we all know that we are tied to a collective unconsciousness that encompasses all of the awareness of everything around us, actually, not just the people, but the plants and the animals and the planet and the whole bit. I, but it's definitely goes down into a level that we normally don't experience consciously. And the beautiful part about Haumea as a Hawaiian goddess mm -hmm. is a creation from her entire body and also the mother of Pele here of the volcanoes, which is indicative of the fact that birth is not always a, a, an automatic click of the remote. It can be a very, perhaps even violent, but it's a creation process. It's, and that's all. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's powerful. One, one of the unusual things about how Maya is she can give birth out of an arm or a leg as well as the yes. normal way. It's, she, right. She's and, a really amazing lady. Yeah, Pele was the only one naturally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Now, this brings, because we have Moon and Mercury with Maya and the Sun, this brings a rebirth in our thinking and our communication problems and in our understanding of history. I think we're going to learn some new things. Now, Here's the vibrational part. When the sun and the moon are trying, this means they are one third of the chart wheel, which means you can put three of them in the chart. You can put three trines in the chart. That means it's the third vibration. It's actually the bottom of the fraction, the denominator for those who like not math. So the, the third vibration is intimately tied into this particular pattern each of the vibrations has its own characteristics and then the third vibration which is also the trine we experience a flow that feels very natural and is almost subliminal and that's where we're going that's what is activated here that level of flow within us here you see it in the third vibration the sun and the moon and mercury that were in this trine relationship will be conjunct in the third vibration. Remember we had Haumea involved? Another planet enters in, Saturn. When Saturn joins with Haumea, this becomes the rebirth of our understanding of what is really essential, the core, the foundation of our emotional patterns of uh, and of life. There's a rebirth here of what really makes life worth living. I think that's so important right now. A lot, I, you know, in, in just speaking to my clients and my friends and my family, I think everybody is kind of in this position where we feel stuck. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, a lot of external mm -hmm. pressure, a lot of internal pressure. And, you know, from what you're saying about what's going to be happening now, this might free up a lot of energy for people that they really need. It may. I find it thrilling. Yes. Okay. The, the big, the, you know, Haumea is one of the most positive of these outer planet patterns. But the one thing that sometimes she gives people trouble with is because she brings something different. A new birth is a change. Or a rebirth is a change. And so in order to really experience Haumea and the blessings that she brings, you need to be open to things changing. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And then... Look here, look at that other a little help from our friends <laughs> diamond at the top series. Now, series is really interesting because in vibrational astrology, we do research to determine how these bodies actually operate energetically. And the research on series showed that she has to do with the social significance or the social impact of whatever she's involved with so here we see a very strong social significance to this rebirth in our understanding of what is essential hmm. okay it's dynamic very dynamic and i love that when you focus on adjust because as you say if we're going to have a new experience in a totality of our consciousness it's going to take an adjustment from what was to what is yes thank you so now returning to the natal chart we've been talking for a while about isotraps which is one midpoint conjunct another it creates two strong resonances and here we have a resonance that involves Mercury, Ju Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune. This is the strongest resonance pattern in the winter solstice, in the natal chart. And it is about tuning into the rich, expansing beauty of some fascinating ideas. This brings a sense of wonder and magic. Yes. The world needs enchantment right now. Yeah. And it this is has. bringing some in. And, and Linda, th this is so perfect. Let's take a pause and come right back to this. It's our half hour. It, I mean, you can finish okay. up, but this is like we can all begin to realize the, the reality that our dreams within are having conscious uh, assistance. It's like rain coming into our soul. To, mm -hmm. to feed those little ideas and sprout them. So thank you. And we'll be right back with Good Vibrations panel with Rob Pacetti and Linda Berry and myself this wonderful day about the winter solstice. An enormous import for us. Thanks. Stay. We'll be glad to be back. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, 
ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration, involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 24th, it's Christmas Eve and we'll be live with our all-time favorite guest, National Geographic Explorer Helen Thayer, to launch her new book, Charlie, Hero by My Side. Then, our premier sound healer, Jude Ponton, returns. We'll catch up and Jude will play us a Christmas blessing sound bath live. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour-long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe buttons so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. And to find out about upcoming programs, sign up for the newsletter at TalkCosmos.com. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. We're back again. And at this moment, I'm going to ask our two panelists and three what's happening in the future. And I have here with Linda. I know she has a school and is going to begin. So Linda, please share with us. Yes, the beginning of January, I have um, a class for new students that would like to learn vibrational astrology. The, um, the class is your beginning point and you get to try it out and get an idea of how vibrational astrology works. We have three classes in the first year that give you the basics of interpreting the chart and understanding it from an energetic and vibrational perspective. There's my email address. Just write me if you're interested. Yes, because Linda also has her vibrational astrology diary. It's a blog daily to give the vibrational feedback of what the the conscious patterns are along with some sabians it's a very informative um, um, subscription mm-hmm. and then two you have the sabian reports that for students i guess is is has a a break half price but otherwise it is very powerful the the reports just to clarify that um the diary is what's the world energy vibe at, on any given day the reports are for the new moon and the full moon and sometimes an additional event in the month but these are personal reports about how your energy meets with 
and interacts with the events in the world. So it's a different report for each person, which is why I have to charge for it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, such is life. That's true. One last question, which I hadn't asked before, but sometimes you do, you're, you're on different programs. Are you on, do you have something immediately? Otherwise, it spring. I, I don't um, have any um, oh, uh, immediate. Oh, were you talking to me, Sue? Yeah, I was. And I'm interrupting myself because I realize that you have, you've been working on another book. Thank you. Yes, Linda. I am. I am working on a book. In fact, I just sent the manuscript into the publisher. And it's a book on the Sabian symbol patterns and the way that I got inspired to interpret them back in the 1990s. Gosh, that's only yesterday, but it seems like forever. Yeah, it, it goes along with our theme, the past history, the meaningfulness. Yep. This is exciting. Well, now we have Rob Pacetti, and, and you have, go ahead and mention. Your yeah. Well, just for the radio listeners, um, you can reach Linda at Linda at astrologicaldepth.com. Um, yes. And um, yes, I have a workshop coming up on Tuesday, the 19th at, um, you know, 8.30 p.m. We, we usually congregate around 8. Um, this is for the Ancient Order of Druids in America. It's all about the ingress of Pluto into Aquarius. It's called the Pluto Shift, A Time for Change. And this is a free workshop. You can find it, um, the link to it on my website at deepearthastrology.com. Um, and I will also be TAing um, for Margaret Gray and Carol Taylor um, for the um, the Jungian Psychological School. And you know, if you'd like to know more about that, it's a great it's a great space. You can um, go to uh, relationshipsandastrology.com. Oh boy, Jungian! I think that's one of our grandfathers of thought. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you. And for myself, on the January 1st, I'll be co-hosting in some capacity with East West uh, Bookstore. They're having, a, they have a brand new, because this is very important for the Seattle population. Of course, KKNW, that's where it streams from. But they now finally, after three years, have a store. It's in Edmonds, 110 on 3rd Avenue North. You can find that out. But meanwhile, to celebrate the new year, they're having an online Zoom and there will be a small charge of $15. And it has to visualize your goals and a ritual for the world peace flame. In fact, if you do it early, they can send you your own candle. Uh, I think it's a, I don't know if it's an actual candle, but this is an astrological preview. And so it will be co-hosted with psychic mediums, Danny Luna, and Justin Crockett-Elfie, who also is, of course, on my archetypal symbols first of the month program about the new moon coming up always, and myself. So it'll be quite exciting. And they have a huge program. It's 90 minutes. Look into it. Okay. So, oh, and meanwhile, next week, there'll be holiday music on KKNW. So we have a little bit of time to dance around and in, in come up with these ideas of goals and learning more about what Linda's going to tell us. So thank you very much. And go ahead, Linda. Okay. This isotrap has two resonances. You can read this. I'm going to kind of go through it quickly. 
One of them is a sense of reaching out and to find and express our dreams and visions beautifully. Mm. That's one of the two resonances. The other one is that this sense of beautiful ideals and visions opens up into the big picture that puts everything into perspective. All right, now, okay, this is the winter solstice material. Opportunities to learn in the winter of 2024. We have two that especially stand out. The pattern in the 32nd vibration, which is about discovering what you truly want to do with your life and how to genuinely express what is within you. Oftentimes, the 32nd vibration will work for a long time, like years, on figuring out what you really are and how you can genuinely be that. But this winter, this is focused. How to truly express, how to express genuinely your true self. So here are some of the questions that are being raised inside of you at this time. What is your mission and purpose in life? What special fascinating concepts do you carry within you? How can you express what you find within you? And are you open to sudden, uh, just a second. Okay, to sudden insights. Are you open to sudden insights that can bring a rebirth in your life? Now, the other um, especially focused pattern is the ninth vibration, which is about the community you need to be in. And the community is focused in the winter solstice this year in that there's a yod, which astrologers mm. know is really an important um, relationship with Saturn, sextile, Pluto, and Jupiter. Uh, Saturn, Saturn, sextile, Pluto, and Jupiter at the midpoint. It's a very tight pattern, just 13-minute orb. This is a challenge to all of our communities to focus on the fundamental responsibilities of a community. The responsibility of a community to find a, to be a place where people can grow, develop, and be nourished. And we are challenged to change the things that are keeping that from happening to do a better job of supporting the people in our communities. It seems like we have a lot of quincunx activity happening um, throughout. I mean, can, can you talk a little bit about the impact of, of how those relate from a vibrational astrology and it, standpoint? And, and I might add that supports this whole idea of adjustment, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. The, the quincunxes um, operate, a, this is transits, and so the quincunxes operate a bit differently than they do in the natal chart. And here they are challenges for us to adjust our behavior to better reflect what is in the quincunxes. They identify areas that we need to focus on and make adjustments in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been sharing with you. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. The last thing we have to do here is to look at the Sabian symbol lessons. 
for the winter of 23-24. We have a um, one of the more intense symbols in the zodiac is the focus symbol for the distance of the sun from the moon. I don't know. Just a minute here. Give me just one second. Okay, I can't get there. Um, I thought I had this fixed so it wouldn't do this. But I didn't. Okay, this is the sun to the moon, the distance from the sun to the moon, the personality level. And the symbol is 120 of Leo. 21, 120 degrees of the zodiac, which is one of Leo. The Sabian symbol for one of Leo is a case of apoplexy. And that's not a word we use a whole lot, but it essentially means a stroke. Mm -hmm. mm. Pause control. <laughs> it, it means the kind of a stroke where you temporarily lose consciousness. Um, and what we're talking about here is Leo's push to be its unique dynamic person and to express that in the world. But Leo, particularly in one of Leo, isn't necessarily so sure about itself. And so you have contradictory feelings, insecurity, fear of disapproval and anxiety from this, um, which can cause you to burst out with more intense energies, possibly block the energies within yourself and lose consciousness. So what needs to happen here is a temporary retreat. When you find yourself with these complicated, contradictory feelings, you need to pull back into yourself, give yourself a little bit of time to sort things out one at a time rather than letting yourself be overwhelmed by all the feelings at once. As someone who has their son in this in this natal degree, I can absolutely back you up on that as being a, a challenge to work through. <laughs> yeah. And and I might add too, just personally speaking, this relates exactly as an antidote to what I've been wanting to do to just, I call it pause control. Stop the world. I'm taking a high, highest uh, I asked okay. this. Thank you. All right. Now we have the soul intention. And this is for the sun to the moon. This is four of Leo, 35 minutes and 41 seconds, which is the Sabian symbol is always the next degree. So it's five of Leo. And this is also a challenging pattern. This is rock formations at the edge of a precipice. Standing at the edge of the precipice with no way to turn back. You're looking out over the edge. The recognition comes that you've been holding on to rigid patterns, rigid positions that have trapped you. You've been ignoring the danger of those positions and standing here at the edge, you realize that you need to look for a way to let go 
and open up constructively. Mm. Mm. Very important. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the soul level. And then yeah. the spirit wisdom level is 29 of Virgo, sun to moon again. That's the A to the S thing. Sun yeah. to moon, 29 of Virgo, 43 minutes and 48 seconds, Sabian symbol, 30 of Virgo. A false call unheard in attention to immediate service. This is about focusing on what you need to be dealing with. The immediate project and developments that you're engaged in. Things come that try to distract you and pull you away and keep you from accomplishing what you need to accomplish. The message with this degree is ignore the distractions. Operate from a state of personal completion and fulfillment, doing what you know you need to do. It's my ascendant. I think you're speaking to both Rob and myself collectively. <laughs> this is like, oh my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. I am, yes. I think it also kind of capitalizes on that relationship between Leo and Virgo, the child and the teacher. Yeah. And, you know, and how we kind of see that relationship forming uh, in this time. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of looking for beginnings or endings when we reach these equinoxes and solstices. But I really feel like this one really isn't a beginning or an ending, but it's an opportunity for transition. Mm. It is a transition. Remember, 30 of Virgo is the last degree before you start to figure out how to engage with other people. Mm -hmm. It's the connection with yourself that is the essential foundation you must have if you are going to genuinely relate to other people. Yeah. Yes. It's a very wise way to put it. Yeah, it is. And the entire, let me ask before I even speak, are there more slides? I don't want to, I can wait. There are, they to repeat in a different way of this same thing. Um, a summary, oh, yeah. need to temporarily retreat, open up to new ways of operating and stay totally focused on making these shifts, ignoring all distractions. The pitfalls are to ignore the issues within you, hold on to your religious rigid patterns and respond to distractions and interruptions that pull you away from critical work. Learning to say no, and that's always important with North Node and Aries too, you know, collectively speaking. Good. Yeah. Oh, and how powerful. And when we're talking about a lot of these planets involved, especially Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, I mean, those influences are expansive. You know, these are not, you know, so 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 personal as they 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 trans they help transmute things from inner works to outer works mm. and you know allow us to kind of get out of get get out of our shells a little bit and that's just so fascinating especially with that sabian symbol interpretation that virgo really hit me hard when you when when you were reading through that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah rob i really i was going to say i really like rob how you say it the, the focus of outers that they transmute the inner to the outer is like yes that's such a gorgeous may, may i may i share just a short short poem that fits with this season beautiful of please course. do 
to dwell in the depths of the infinite one to be all that is and will ever be done is to live in the center of exploding space to know the whisper of transcendent grace i am the many i am the one i am all that will ever come i burst forth as the essence of life for i am all beyond day and night i hold all life in the palm of my hand i contract and i expand i am fertility bursting forth the ground of being the first source for me all comes into time and space to dance the dance of this sacred place to me all returns in the fertile void as matter is born and then destroyed the trembling center of mystery where all is born and nothing can be the void so pregnant with fertile life beyond all joy and pain and strife the essence of wonder where we all meet the nectar of all that is so very sweet as we stand on the trembling edge of time gazing into the abyss sublime we know or we are one with all that is enfolded embedded eternal bliss beautiful is that a linda berry original i think it is oh, oh yeah i have that <laughs> i have that one as well it's right yeah, here <laughs> and, and it's just it i kept feeling these wells of like rivers coming out of me wanting to oh so yeah that beautiful. need for transition right now i think is yeah. just so important especially you know as we're moving out of that this kind of you know pluto and a uh, in Capricorn period into a Pluto mm. and Aquarius period, you know, and there's going to be so many involuntary changes for us as well with the AI and, you know, whatever is going on with our government, you know, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's just going to be very interesting to see how this, how this, um, this solstice really sets us up going into that whole big period of 2024. It's a huge move towards community that you brought up because as you were speaking, Rob, it reminds me of, of Linda, of this, entire energy consciousness because we are increasingly working with the collective on some basis and so we want to find that community where we can express and and make them either for validation and, and communion or else make change further from our gifts yeah and she was pretty clear in that chart like communities need to put in the work right now you know like it's it's been very tentative time since obviously the pandemic for communities like you've seen many fall apart you've seen new ones formed you know you've seen some struggle you've seen some you're seeing more and more homeless people and there's got to be a way to share yes oh, oh there mm -hmm. does it does hawaii because we had lahaina as we know with the with the fire that was a perfect storm you yeah could say. yeah yeah, and therefore, there's so many new, it's the epitome of what, which is all around the world, all these other disasters. People by no good purpose of their own are suddenly homeless. And so as Hawaiians, as a state, they're they're getting a, a bigger voice and, and stating that it had not been perfect before. Of course, as everybody knows, it's a huge tourist industry. And so there's this transitional um, uh, population but yeah. people here that live here. So it's a new awakening, a conscious awakening consciousness, I think, how how to address the importance of home basics, as you say, homelessness. 
May awareness be reborn in each of us at this season. Absolutely. What a beautiful time of year. I'm really um, I'm excited to, 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 to see how everything unfolds with this and to continue with the, um, the vibrational astrology study. Um, you know, um, for anybody that is on the fence, I would absolutely suggest joining Linda's school. It's been a wonderful experience. Um, you know, um, it's a very, it's a very, um, very intimate and very, very, very personal experience as well. I've taken some astrology classes, you know, you get the, you get the information, you get a little bit of instruction, maybe a feedback, but Linda is excellent at really just making sure that you're developing as a, as an astrologer. And I think that's important. It's such an epitome of, of, of focus in a nutshell. In other words, what is essential? Because often we relate analogies and analogies are splendid. I'm a big story giver. I was raised that way. But yet what is essentially the message? And then you can start attributing it to your different factors. So it's been powerful, so powerful. And like the dwarf planets that you mentioned about Hamea, who I also have studied and knows just enough to kind of begin to try to understand that language yeah it it changes your your perceptions it does very useful well, yeah i'm not i'm not usually a big um you know i i don't i don't use a lot of the trans neptunian bodies but since i've started you know studying uh, vibrational astrology it's like you know what i better start paying attention <laughs> oh they're just we'll get so there rob in the classes <laughs> yeah there. and you know it's like a new tribe of pluto pluto is the been the because Pluto, as we remember in mythology, has that invisible. And we work out ways to work with them without them being overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. What a gorgeous future we have in store because, you know, as the Hopis, there's that great uh, um, story about the times are coming, which are right now, where if you hang on to the shore, you're just going to get swept away. But if you go out in the middle of the river, you're going to find the people you're with and that the time you're waiting for is now meaning now is a time that we can take what was within that hasn't been expressed or or manifested and you this i hope people go back with using youtube because you can look at these frames the questions you presented are so powerful the missions the purpose and the welcoming idea that it's possible the possibilities we just we can find our community we can Express if we it. can learn how to move beyond competition into mm. cooperation. The evolution of change. Yes. I love it. Yeah, we're all of e- equal possibilities. Just embrace the diversity and, yes. and lend a hand. Just like in this group, Kara. I'm yeah. just thrilled with you both. This I, has so been wonderful. Grateful. Thank you both for inviting me. Onward, yes. Mahalo and blessings to our world beyond. And remember, on the thirty-first, it'll be the new year and and the first. And Linda Barry with vibrational astrology, Robert Petty with his deep earth astrology. Blessings, mahalo.
Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.